Oh shit. Here we go again. What's up, ballers? We're back. Gentlemen's Cup uh, closing statements, I guess, since oh, yeah. we did the, did the live last week, which was a lot of fun. I hope all you guys enjoyed that episode. We got all three of us in the booth to do the recap of the, not the not the entire trip, but the, the Pinehurst portion, Gentlemen's Cup portion. We're going to talk a little bit about um, our, our Sunday round, which was on Pinehurst number four. I know we previewed it a little bit before uh, or during our live pod uh, on Saturday night where we talked about the other three courses. We'll also go back, and, and now that we've played all four and had a couple of days to recap uh, and get some additional thoughts on all of them. Uh, and then we'll have a couple questions at the end. But before we before we get into that, we got all three of us in the booth. Uh, we have the man who was one of the only people to go 4-0 and now is the only person to have a 4-0 session and an 0-4 session. Vinny Scalici, what's up, dude? That's right. You had to bring it up, but I'm here. Uh... It's okay, man. I really wish I was upset, but I'm just gonna look at the overall record and say I'm I'm seven and five now. I won't be putting my seven and one or seven and five record on my golf ball ever again. And uh, that's it. Looking forward to next year. Love it. <clears throat> and then we got our other guy in the field who I was able to play two rounds with at Pinehurst. And you've and we and actually the one of them was singles, but we we both of us won both matches we played together. Jake, what's up, dude? What's up, guys? How's it going? Oh, you know, I started a new job on Monday. Yeah, I'm gonna be stressful. honest. I haven't really worked my entire life, uh, and now <laughs> I have my first real job. And uh, yeah, it's it's rough. I mean, I'm it's like drinking from a fire hose. I've just got so much shit going on. So uh, exciting! Can I quickly say that your singles performance, by the way, being in that group, something special to witness right there. Thanks, break, your streak, broke your streak broke your streak play out of your mind you had your caddy calling you pro oh, like how many people have your caddy calling you pro that was fucking sick it was really really good and uh actually it's jacked me up a couple times this week as i've been driving around from from office and back to the house and just thinking about it uh <clears throat> yeah it was it was really fun I, and you know i i told you i told patty i told everybody i've been playing really well i had played the three rounds before that uh, at at the gentleman's cup, very very well. Even though I was two and one, I lost the first match, um, and I just knew I was going to beat Patty unless he just shot like three or four under on Sunday, which I I knew wasn't going to happen on that golf course. Uh, and yeah, I was dialed, dude. From the we thought we were going to get Joe, the the other caddy I had on on Friday. Uh, I was hoping Jake and I could get him. He was really good. But then we ended up getting we actually got two caddies for ourselves, which was phenomenal. Super uh, helpful. So we were able to, they just followed us around. And my dude, Caddy's on the Corn Ferry Tour as well as the Champions Tour, Joel. Highly recommend you guys ask for him when you go out there. And yeah, he called me pro all day long. Dude, he had me, like I hit a bad shot and he's like, nah, we're getting up and down from here. Or on the tee box, he's like, all right, we're going to sling it out here and then we're going to lay up to 80 yards. You're going to hit it three feet. We're going to make birdie. Let's get, you got it, pro. He was the man. So I made quite a few ridiculous up and downs for par. Big momentum savers and some uh, some early in the round, which we'll talk about in a minute. But yeah, it was uh, it was fun to watch, Jake. I know you sent me a couple of texts after, so I appreciate that. That uh, my swing was looking really good and I was striking it. So 
for much, sure. Much love there. I appreciate that. So uh, before we get into <clears throat> Sunday's round, you know, I just wanted to talk about, I guess, the overall trip experience um, for myself, and then we'll get your thoughts. So uh, I thought the amenities and the entire staff at Piners did a phenomenal job under some of the toughest uh, world conditions we've seen, you know, probably since like the plague. Um, so great, uh, for them. I know that they were very happy to be open and running again, the resort <clears throat> hotel pool, all that stuff, not just the golf courses. So, uh, you know, hats off to them. They did a phenomenal job. I really appreciate everything they did for us. They even opened the coffee, sh coffee shop, which was supposed to still be closed for another week for our guys. Uh, they went out of their way to do a lot of things. So, uh, really, really appreciate it. Great accommodations. They actually gave us the entire floor, uh, in the East wing. Uh, for our, our group, we had 24 of us. I think we had one, uh, you know, couple that was on the floor, but they came in like the last night. So we were able to putt in the hallway on Friday when there was a little bit of a rain delay. Uh, every night we kind of drank there and just hung out. And uh, I had a really a lot of fun. It was like being back in college again. Um, but curious to get uh, your your thoughts, Jake, on what you thought about the the amenities and your kind of your overall feeling for the trip. Yeah, I mean, it was um, it was awesome. I, I I came back and I had a couple other people that I play golf with sort of like reach out to me. They're like, "Hey, I've been you know seeing your pictures on Instagram and this that and the other thing. How was the trip?" And I was like, honestly, for the for the money, I don't think you could have gotten anything better, right? Like, it's not a full all inclusive sort of situation. So if you're someone that's looking for that, that's kind of not the deal. But you know, we got breakfast every day. Everything was sort of reasonably priced for the most part. Um, you know, having the coffee shop, having the bar open back up. I mean, going out to eat dinner was just like an unbelievable. The, the day we went to the brewery, I was like unbelievable. Like I couldn't have had a better time. And then I think on top of that too, you're just getting like world-class golf and that's what you're going for. So you don't need anything like right. insanely fancy. You know what I mean? It was like these little sort of dorm rooms and you know, it was nice for us to all have a floor, but in the end, it, it didn't matter because we were we were out of the out of the uh, room for like you know ninety percent of the day every day. So right. it was great. I mean, I honestly could not have asked for more. It was awesome. Good deal, good deal, Vinny. What what did you think? I know you know you and Jake only get to see each other a couple times a year. Uh, you were able to see each other for most of the week, which I thought was fun. Uh, I know we all like getting together, all three of us, but you know, especially for you for two sure. and brothers. Uh, but then you got to stay together. Um, what, what, what would you think? What was your experience like, Ben? Uh, it was great, man. I, I really think that the golf trumped the resort unintended. Um, the, the golf <laughs> couldn't have been any better. Got it. I loved it for what, uh, for what you paid. I, I think that it definitely is, uh, where you're investing, uh, in comparison to the amenities, like the rooms and stuff, they were okay. I slept great. I mean, for the most part. Um, yeah, lucky you. I thought the food at the tavern and the brewery were outrageous. Um, the dining room, I, I think they should have just kept the dining room closed, except for break, except for breakfast. Outrageous isn't very good. Yeah. Okay. The barbecue good. at the brewery was out of this world. Yeah, that looked good. Tacos the brewery the was so good. Oh, damn good too. Um, I would love to be there when the brewery is in full full bore, full gear. Oh like, yeah. Because you couldn't even go up to the bar. Like we waited a little bit because we actually we got cut in line by Tom's team, losers, <laughs> uh, to get the table. But it would have been nice to get beers. But yeah, they did a great job getting us in there. I thought the food was fantastic. Anyways, Vinny, go ahead. 
So no, I mean, like I really, like I said, I think Jake said it well too. It's a a majority of what you're paying for in the in the package is the quality of golf. Right. Um, and it was you know ten times better than last year at Doral in terms of uh, the the course is feeling different options uh, and the overall conditions too. I thought obviously one day we got a ton of rain, but uh, being that being that sand base. I really thought we had some playable days that maybe Wednesday and Thursday we did not think we were going to have. Mm-hmm. So, can I say one more thing too? I like that point that you just made because, like, when when I came in on number two, we played number two on Friday and it was just dumping on us. It dumped all morning, and they were like, you know, we're going to get you out. We're going to figure something out. We're on the course. It opens back up. They blow the horn. You know, there's lightning in the area. The whole deal. I, I was at the, um, what is it called? The bird nest. Is that the what nest, the, yeah. the, yeah. Can't, the yeah. nest? Yeah. I was at the nest, you know, me and, and Vince and, and Paul and Wells and we're having shots and drinking some beers and everybody's chilling. Everybody's chatting. Caddies are chatting, but the pro came down and basically told us, he's like, Oh, we're getting you guys back on the golf course. He's like, you got an hour and a half for getting you back on the golf course. And I, I like really appreciated that, you know, because you're, you're paying a lot of money. There's not a lot of time. Things things are hard to maneuver around. And you don't want to give, like a lot of places, I feel like we'd just be like, listen, it's not going to drain. Course is going to be shit. We're not going to let you back out right now. It's not really safe. They're like, oh, we're getting you back out. Like, it's not going to be in great shape, but right. like, we're getting you back out. And and I really, really appreciated that. So, for sure. I love I love that. I love that Pinehurst was golf first. And that felt right. great. Yeah, I, I remember we, I saw, we got lucky on Friday. Our group was walking off the fourth green as it started raining and it was just drizzling and there was a, like a protection house there. So we got under before it started pouring. And my, I said the same thing to Joe, my caddy, I said, so <clears throat> like, if it rains for an hour, are we like done for the day? And he's like, Oh no, bro, this place never closes. Like you, you want to go out there and play, you do it. Like it's on your own <clears throat> accord. He's like, no, if it's lightning, he's like, I may not caddy for you still, but he's like, but if you guys want to finish the round, you do it. I was like, Oh, this is awesome. All right. Great. Um, but yeah, I thought overall the, Amenities were great. I'd give them um, probably a, a seven out of ten, eight out of ten. I agree that you know the if you're going to, like last year, if you're going to like a resort and you're trying to stay at the Ritz Carlton or like a Trump Resort, it, and the the room amenities are not as nice because is this is a true golf resort? You're there to play golf uh, and take advantage of all of the facilities they have that are tailored towards that. So you know the hotel itself, I'd say was seven out of ten. Uh, the food on the hotel, probably a seven out of 10 as well. But like you guys said, the food outside in the different restaurants uh, and uh, at the at the brewery and in town, I'd say we're more eight or nine out of 10. So highly recommend for that. And then the golf itself, uh, I, compared to what I've, I've been to in my life so far, I'd say it was a nine out of 10. I mean, I've been very lucky to go on a lot of great golf trips with my father and and you guys. And I would say that these golf courses, uh, you know, competed with the top golf courses I've played in my life. Uh, and there's so many of them. And there's nine of them at the Piners Resort, as well as another 25 within five miles of that area. So uh, just an, just overall fantastic trip. Uh, <clears throat> so with that, we're going to move into Sunday. So we previewed a little bit on our live pod on, on Saturday that were released on Monday. Uh, we played number four on, on Sunday, which is a Gil Hance redesign. It's where they played the 2018 U.S. Um, amateur men's amateur yeah. champion championship. Uh, 
absolutely stunning golf course. The views out there were unbelievable. We went into the the event down. I think we needed eight eight. We needed seven and a half points, and they needed four and a half to win it. So we were down quite a bit. You know, I'll be honest. The team kind of let me down a little bit. They did not play well um, <laughs> on Friday and Saturday. There was a couple guys. That's that wasn't, a direct shot at Vince. There was not a direct shot at Vince. It was not just him. <laughs> Uh, you know, Jr. told me, and actually, I, I appreciated this. He sent me a text on Saturday morning, and even though he was literally sleeping next to me, that uh, he was so sorry for how he played on Friday because I shot like two over or three over on number two, but he shot like ninety-five. So it was tough on the two or three holes that I didn't play well. We just got crushed by the higher handicaps we played against because they played you know, fairly decently. Um, but there was a there was a bunch of guys on that team. I think myself and Jake. And one other guy had two or more wins, and the rest of the team was either one win or less. So it was not a great outing for our team as as far as that goes. But we had a chance going into Sunday, uh, and we were playing on a golf course that was that was true. It was the best conditions we had played all all week because Saturday it had a chance to dry out. They were able to do maintenance. Sunday the course was ready to go for us. It was sunny. It was actually a little breezy and a little chilly, which I was awesome. Um, not not whether you'd be used to at that time of the year in that area. Um, <clears throat> but with that, so we moved into number four, down four points or so, and needing a bunch of wins. And we actually, about halfway through the round, uh, were in contention. Uh, but there were some tougher holes on the back nine, and some of our guys fizzled a little bit. We had played a lot of golf. I mean, it was understandable. <clears throat> and they had a fairly large lead. So we ended up losing losing the gentlemen's cup this year. So it is now uh, two to two on the overall. We congratulations to Tom and his team. They played they played very well. They're higher handicaps. JB, who's a sandbagger. No, I'm just kidding. Great guy. Um, <laughs> he's an 18 handicap. Played very well all weekend. I think he went three and one or four and zero. Oh, just played absolutely outrageous. Um, but before I kind of give my closing statements and my caddy experience. Uh, Vinny, I'd love to get your your thoughts on it, and kind of because you weren't in the group with me and Jake. So, what were your thoughts on the course? You know, how was your caddy? Um, how did you, how did your match go? You know, just kind of give me the overall and paint the picture on number four for everybody out there listening. Oh, number four is great. Um, I definitely, I'm definitely going to favor number four over number two. Maybe it was the weather, maybe it was the conditions, maybe it was, you know, my caddy's lack of knowledge for number two. Um, now my caddy Phil on number four, he, he's, it just sounded like he had done a lot more loops on number four and he knew a lot more about that course because apparently some of our guys had him on number two and felt like he was a little shy about giving out knowledge or didn't know it. Um, but I was happy with him on number four for sure. I think he had a lot of, a lot of very good reads for myself and for, uh, and JR, um, and even the other teams. So we had two good caddies, that caddy here in Scottsdale. And um, the number four, I think, was just a more enjoyable round. I think the course design kind of let you be a little bit more free. Still asked you to hit very tough shots or precise shots. Mm-hmm. Um, you just you just didn't have to deal with 30 feet of, of sand and bushes on each side of the fairway, which, I mean, to me, it's kind of unappealing. I still hit the ball pretty damn straight, but uh, you know, once you're there, you really have to be some type, of special type of golfer to hit good shots out of it. And I can't think that there was probably four people 
out of the 24 people who went on the trip that are good enough to play golf like that, if that makes any sense. Right. So, um, but number four, I think uh, if I had to rate my one through four courses out there, it'd be number four, then number two, then number, I guess it was nine, mm-hmm. five. Um, but of course, the Ben Green. No, it was nine and then three. We played. Nine and then three. Um, and then number nine. So, um, that's what I got. How do you guys feel about that yeah. order? I think I think a lot of people are probably on board with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I like a couple of things that you said, and I, I, there's there's one thing that I feel differently about, but I think your order is fairly spot on. Like for me, um, if I'm just ranking just what we played at Pinehurst, and I'm not including our other two rounds um, from when I was there, I think that you're pretty much spot on. It was four two three nine for me um and even though like we played alt shot on three i just i i cannot i mean i we grew up you and i grew up playing a very short golf course i mean it was 5k pretty much max and i just got like such fun vibes like i got vibes of, of playing number three um uh like you could just you could drink some beers you could bet you can swing away you can play conservative you could play with a half set like it was fun in that way. And number nine, like it's no knock for me to put it in fourth place of the courses that we played at Pinehurst. It was just different. I mean, it, like we, we talked about on the live pod, it's a Nicholas design. I don't generally love a lot of those, but I got to say it was in incredible condition. They had clearly widened the golf course up a little bit. And I thought that that really helped it. It played really well. And the greens were super true. And for me, it was a really fun day. I, I got to play with JR that day, and we had a really, even though we lost on like a, literally a dagger on the last hole, we had an incredible time um, doing that. But going back to Sunday, going back to number four, it was interesting, I think, for us to play that golf course after playing kind of like soggy and wet because it played in such a weird way. And, and Doug, I don't know if you kind of feel the same way about it, but it was windy. Which, which right. my caddy Dale, he was Dale was chill as hell. He told me on like the, the third hole, he's like, he's like, do you really want to win this match? I was like, I want to fucking kill this kid. We gotta win this thing. And he's like, all right, we'll win it. Which I which I liked. But he, he he said to me at one point, he goes, you guys are getting a very weird day because it's never really this windy and it's never really in this direction. And I was like, that's interesting. And as we played, and, and granted, I was dead. I had, like, no legs. I was really struggling um, to, to really get moving out there. It took me about, like, right. 12 holes to feel like I hit it okay. So he, it played long because it was wet in spots, and the wind was in the wrong direction. And I was, like, hitting a lot of five and, and six and, you know, four irons and stuff like that. And I just – but I, that golf course to me – never stopped being interesting and never stopped being fun. It was challenging, interesting, and fun. And I think when you can somehow make those three things come together, that's just a really freaking good golf course. I mean, it asks you to do a little bit of everything, and that was really cool. Um, And then my last point really goes to what Vince was saying about sort of the way that number two plays with a lot of sort of like sandy wash around it. And number four has some of that, but maybe not as much. I am not going to lie. I want every golf course I play from now on to be <laughs> set up that way. I want one cut. I want no rough. I want fairway and I want washout, sandy waste. I, I feel totally different, Vince, in one way. I feel like you never lose a golf ball and the variability of like a flyer lie 
versus a ball sitting down, wet, rough, dry, rough, whatever, versus like, oh, like I'm either A, in a bush and I have to either hack this out or just go off sideways, or B, I'm sitting on some flat sand. I just have to absolutely strike this thing. I loved that. To me, that was so fun. I, I didn't lose one golf ball when we got to Pinehurst, not one. So that was like, it was like awesome in that way. But uh, yeah, that's my, that's my thoughts. Love it. Dougie? I love it. So the, <laughs> this is one of the reasons I wanted to go last on talking about number four is <clears throat> because a couple things. <clears throat> one, excuse me, I've got like something stuck in my throat, probably because I haven't drank any water all day. But um, one, number two, yeah, was a great golf course. I think Jake and I talked about this offline was that the first seven holes were really the teeth of the golf course. And then after that, the course was just kind of okay. Um, I mean, again, yeah, it was just, right. And it was, you know, it was, it was again, one of those things where it was like, all right, this is fun. Cause we're playing number two, the history, but it wasn't like, man, that, that I wasn't walking off greens and being like, damn, that hole was awesome after number seven, really. Um, <clears throat> and it was really, really wet. They, I mean, the course did a phenomenal job of draining. Uh, there was, you know, some standing water, which I know they said just never happens, but, uh, you know, I would like to go back and play it again when it's firm. But I agree. I thought my, my rankings, I would probably put number nine ahead of number two, I think. Um, again, I you know, we don't play on Bankrest Greens that much. Um, they were pure. They were, they were perfect greens. I mean, we were the first ones on there in the morning. Um, and I just, I thought the experience on number two, to be honest, was just okay. Um, and that's no, no dig at, at that course at all. Or the resort itself. I just thought that the other three golf courses we played, I enjoyed more. And it's actually one of the reasons that Jake and I and one other guy are trying to buy a house there right now because uh, I could go back there and, like Jake said, play those golf courses every day for the rest of my life and be very, very happy. Like they were amazing. Mm -hmm. And there's still, uh, you know, four or five other golf courses on that property that we didn't even get the chance to play. And they told us, uh, you know, we're, we're very good golf courses. Like I heard really good things about six, seven and eight. So, um, excited about that. And then <clears throat> I thought number three was awesome. I'd love to play number three again, uh, on my own ball, but I thought it, it played out perfectly for alternate shot. Uh, it was again, you know, fun. It was a quick round. Like we played in like an hour and 45 minutes, all 18. Cause we played alternate shot. Yeah. Um, we were able to drink, we had some shit talking going, uh, Connor on the other team who so Jake and I played in, completely uh, choked. They were <laughs> one up with two to play and with a tee ball uh, 80 yards out on number 17 um, middle fairway and they choked. So uh, yeah, I mean, it was just all around fun. I thought the cradle, which I know we talked about a little bit about on Saturday, we only got to play it once or I only got to play it once because we did have bad weather. The other times we tried to play it, but just an unbelievable short course. Like I think Phil, who's one of the other guys on our team said, man, I could come down here, like play one round of golf for a weekend and then just play the short course like 15 times and like shoot shit, drink some yeah. beers and just have a good time out here. Uh, that's what it was. And and the, even the putting course, the, this putting green was fucking massive. Um, that game of snake was insane. Right. And we played a, like a 15 person game of snake where it changed hands like 40 times every hole. Uh, so, you know, they do the, I thought they did the little things very, very well at Pinehurst, uh, where, you know, people of all different skill types, as well as the very good players could go there and have a good time. Number four, 
I thought was a phenomenal golf course. I think it moved into my top 10 golf courses I've ever played. It, it is very close to being in the top five. I know I said on the, the podcast on Saturday that Mid Pines has moved into my, my fo- top five, no doubt. Um, and I think number four is right there. It was, again, like Jake said, an unbelievable golf course. It was beautifully set up. It was very, very uh, true and tough te- uh, test of golf. But that made it fun. I mean, you, it was another one of those where like you could hit fairways pretty easily. They were pretty wide, but your second shot, man, you had to be on point or you, you just left yourself in an impossible position. Um, and there was some competition going and I'm going to be honest. I was fucking dialed. Uh, and I I knew it. I I was super nervous on the first tee. I even told Patty on like the fourth or fifth hole. Like I, I almost, I topped my tee shot on number one, basically. Um, I ended up making double. Uh, and then I, I, I was somehow made a par on number one, uh, number two, which was unbelievable. Cause I hit my tee shot about a hundred yards and I had like two ten in and my caddy Joel was like, all right, pro, you're going to, you're going to stuff a four iron here. And sure enough, I did. I stuffed one, uh, missed the putt, made par. And then Patty ended up, he three jacks. So I got that up back to all square third hole. I made a bogey. So I was three over through two or through three. And I didn't make a, another bogey throughout the front nine. And I shot one over on the back. So uh, unbelievable. Yeah, you were dialed. yeah, after the third hole, I was fucking dialed. I knew I was gonna beat Patty as soon as the fourth hole, which is the number one handicap hole, or the fifth hole. I can't remember. It's a long par it's four. Yeah, long fifth par hole. four up the hill. And uh you have to hit a very good tee shot, which I did not. I had to lay up. I hit four iron to about eighty yards, and then I made about a fifteen footer for par. Uh that's when I knew I was like, all right, this shit's over. I'm gonna bury this kid. And uh I did. I won five and three. My caddy, Joel, hats off to him. I've actually been texting with him all week. Dude is so cool. Uh, I'll try to get him on the pod, actually, because he's about to go down and caddy for a bunch of guys down in the Corn Ferry Florida Swing, which is starting up here. Um, but that, yeah, that golf course w- I thought was unbelievable. They did a great job. Um, and, and it's funny. One of the other things I have written down here on my note sheet is I wanted to talk about the Tom and Jake match a little bit because I could tell. I, my So I don't walk ever. I think I walk at champions when I play with rich, like maybe one round a year. And we had walked, um, you know, two full rounds prior to this already. And we had been walking around the property all week. My, my legs were tired too, but I could tell that Tom and Jake were winded as well because neither one of them, I thought played well on Sunday, Jake, I thought you played much better (laughs) than Tom did, but it it was funny to watch because there were some holes like Jake, you got up pretty big pretty early, and then Tom got like one or two back to make it a little interesting, and then you kind of took pulled away. But there were some holes where Tom limped in with like a seven, and Jake had a six to win holes. Like there was a couple like that that was pretty funny, uh, or like they would both lose a tee shot and have to re tee. Uh, but it it was a fun match to watch. Whoa, whoa, Jake. whoa. I didn't re tee. I'm just saying there was holes like that, like that. <laughs> no, um, I'm messing around. No, I was, I was absolutely gassed i had nothing to like the the hole i remember vividly the most was i think it was number it was either number nine or ten was the Uh short short par five and and you and and tom somehow got into like that fairway bunker and like it took you both like three swings to get out of the bunker and then get on the green and tom hit one long you finally got on i think you ended up making like a six or seven tom made like an eight to win the hole 
Yeah, let me say that, and this is a great hole to talk a little bit about the design of the course too, but I will say, because I really feel bad. I know Tom's going to listen to this. Tom had a tough break on one. He like lost his tee, his opening tee yeah, ball yeah. in the in the bunker. We couldn't find it. We looked everywhere. Couldn't find it. And then that hole, on number 10, it's this long par five. We, we wait. We went in. We got like some things from the snack stand, whatever. We come back out. We waited. And I hit like my worst tee ball of the day, just a violent hook. And Tom's in the middle of the fairway, and I'm thinking, well, here's a little bit of a swing. And he hits a really good ball, and the wind is straight into us, which, again, my caddy's like, it's never windy out here. And I guess his caddy gave him, like, a stock number, and he comes up short in this, like, cross hazard, can't get out. I try to bust the three-wood up there, hit it terrible. It goes into a bunker that you would never know is even on that hole, okay? It's 70-yard bunker right. shot up a hill with a, with a lift that's like 10 feet my, my caddy's like oh yeah just knock it up there i'm just i'm like just knock what up there dude like this thing this thing is impossible but it's just like a good example like i thought that that golf course asked you to do a ton of stuff with angles too right. if you were on did. the wrong side of something you were fucked and that i thought that was really cool because if your caddy could guide you around like you didn't have to hit it that good to make like some pars and some bogeys so that was kind of fun in that way yep i, I completely agree uh, and and again, it was like every hole was interesting. Uh, back nine, I made one of the best. I don't know if it was one of the best best putts I've ever made in my life under the certain conditions. Was on that par three. I was up like four through this point. I think it was through eleven. And Patty was about ten yards short of the green, and I hit a bunker shot to about twenty five feet or so. And yeah. Joel, Joel gave me a great read, and Patty had hit a bad chip at this point. He had like maybe ten or twelve feet left. And I just drained this thing. And I remember feeling like Tiger Woods when I made this motherfucker. I screamed <laughs> so loud. I was like, yeah, made that bitch. Made this like left to right breaker. And I knew at that point, Patty wasn't making his putt. And I went up like four or five after that point. I won the match on the next hole. Um, yeah, it was it was just a lot of fun. A lot of great holes out there. I, I can't wait to go back. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Um I really don't have too much more on number four. I could talk about it probably for like three hours. Uh, we're going to put up videos and content of, of our tee shots on the weekend. And then we took a bunch of other videos uh, throughout the week. Uh, Jake and, and Vince are working on chopping those up. We'll put those out sometime this week or hopefully early next week on, on our Instagram feed. Um, so you'll be able to see, you know, some of the, some of the courses and then, you know, I, I, I put down here, but I will ask, did you, you guys have any other closing thoughts on number four uh, or the trip before I go into a couple questions here to, to kind of close things out? I have one quick thing, okay. and then I'll let Vince go. Because um, Vince actually, we were, so when we left on, uh, on Sunday, uh, we had like a ton of airport stuff going on. People had to get right. flights, and, and Richard ended up going with me. He was going to be late. We were, you know, flying to try to get him to the airport. But while we were driving... Um, we started to talk about the trip a little bit and, you know, Richard's a great player. And so like, and I love picking his brain on stuff. And one thing he said that I thought was really true was you can't, you can't, we can't from this trip have an opinion of number two. It's hard for us to have a true opinion of number two, right? Because as he put, as he put it, he said, all of the, the stuff that you wanted to do to get the ball close to the hole, you know, Okay, I got to hit it up on the right. I got to let it try to feed right. to the hole. I got to land it short. I got to, you know, maybe the bunker is the best right. place to miss it from where I am right now. We could do none of that stuff. And from his perspective, and this is a guy who, like, I mean, he doesn't miss a ton of shots. 
for him to say that, he's like, uh, yeah, of, of course it felt sort of repetitive. Of course it felt sort of boring to us because all we could do was try to hit it in the fairway and try to get it to stick on the green right. um, because it was so, so wet. And so, like, I thought that that was, like, a great opinion and a great way of looking at it. Like, we kind of have to go back, which I'm not bummed about, to really judge right. how we feel about number two. Right. <laughs> I, I 100% agree. I think... And I think that's why it's so, like you said, it's so hard to put one course in front of the other. I think yeah. other than four, I think four did separate itself. But the, all the golf courses were tough, and and they were under tough conditions. Uh, but they did a great job. So, Vinny, do you have any any thoughts on the, I guess, the Gentleman's Cup closing, uh, or the courses we played? Excuse me, or the overall, you know, what we just talked about before we go into some, some closing things here? I think I'm good. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of. Okay kind of standing by my opinions on I think number two fell short a little bit for me personally whether it was you know whether that ruined the nostalgia of playing number two or or everything else um but that's yeah yeah I I think I think people can bi-weekly any anybody can have a a very very vastly different opinion on uh on that course based on how it's how it's playing that day so I thought that, I guess whatever you just said there, Vin, made me spark this in my mind, is I, I thought and I kind of felt for a few of the guys, like I know that some of the guys rely on, <clears throat> especially in Texas where it's firm, the ball to roll out um, off your tee shots especially. And I felt for some of the guys on, on number two, like even JR, who is you know in his 50s now, a little bit older, uh, who relies on some of that rollout. And, and they were not only hitting tee shots, you know, short because it was so wet, but they were also hitting it into like lakes and ponds that had just been built up in the fairways. Um, so I felt, <clears throat> I felt for some of the guys on number two because of how cold, how wet it was, excuse me. So again, I would like to go back out there and try things out again. Um, but okay. So moving on, uh, I do have a couple questions about the trip. My first question is what, and I know this is really hard because we played a lot of things. So I'll allow you to give me two answers. We played a lot of golf courses. What was your favorite hole or holes uh, in the trip? And, and, and I'll also let you include mid pines and the other courses we played early in the week, which is why I'll let you give us two holes. Um, Jake, we'll, we'll start with you. Ooh. Okay. Two holes that I would consider to be my. It could be two holes you thought were really cool. Cause I know we played a lot of, a lot of yeah. golf and it's tough to be like, Hey, these two are the best, but yeah, it's tough to kind of like just boil it down um, on the spot. But I'll tell you one that like sticks out to me because I thought it had an incredible, incredible green. And um, it's, I think, rare that you get a short par four that involves this much sort of strategy. And that was the fifth hole at Mid Pines. So it's like a short par four from the tips. Um, I only hit hybrid. Uh, and I think Vince, Vince hit driver and I think maybe Tom hit like three wood and we were all kind of just trying to find a feel, um, yardage wise as to what worked, but what I loved about it. And I, I, you, you had the yardage book that day and I won't really forget this. And you were like, Oh, you, you can hit driver, you can hit whatever. Um, but it was an angle thing again, where right. I played it up. the I played it up the left cause I saw this big, like overhanging tree and Vince and Tom played it up the right. Um, and I had a little bit more in, I had like 130 in, but this green, and we didn't know this, this green tilted so severe from front to back, right to left. And, um, I had the only angle to hold the green. So 
you know, I hit my shot up there and I hit it to like maybe 20 feet, 15 feet. Mm -hmm. And even though I was further back and had to take more club than everybody else, I really had the only chance because, you know, everybody else trying to go in, their ball was just getting like ejected. And, and I just, I loved the look of it. I loved how it climbed up the hill and then the green sat sort of naturally at this little peak in the hill. And right. it was right, right next to the next tee box. Uh, I loved that hole. Um, and then if I have to pick another one from, uh, I would say, I'm trying to think of what number this is. It was on number four. I think it was the, I want to say it was the, the ninth hole. It was, it was the ninth hole on number four, long par four or no short ish par four, depending on how you went at right. it. Um, with this bunker up the yeah. right, that kind of runs right to left and up the fairway. Mm -hmm. And I, of course, my caddy's like, you can't go, as long as you don't go in the bunker, you're good here. And I hit it in the bunker and I actually flagged the next ball. It didn't hold the green, but that's right. a different story. But I, I loved that hole um, because that, that sort of visual trickery, right? We all thought there was way more room out there. And our caddies are like, don't go right. Don't go right. And like Patty and I both, Patty tried to fly it. I hit it right in it. And you and Tom went out to the left and had like a pretty clean look at it. Right. And so I just, I love that uh, it was, it was demanding something of you, but then if you pulled off one piece of it, it gave you a very simple task after that. And I think you and Tom made par and Patty and I made bogey. And it was literally just from, uh, you know, putting ourselves in a situation off the tee where we tried to challenge it versus you guys who right. played safe. I, I love that. Okay. I like it. Vinny, what were your, your, your favorite hole or favorite holes? Ooh, um, I know for the fa for a fact, I think one of my favorite holes of the entire trip is number 16 at Tobacco. Par five? Yeah. Par yeah. Short, shortest par four. Um, it asks you to hit probably hybrid or three wood Oh yeah. over yeah. the, oh, yeah. oh, over the <laughs> big chunk of land into like a 50-yard landing area. And then you're blind as hell. Blind, fully blind. Yeah, it is a great hole. You see like 80 yards of a 350-yard par four. Um, second shot's way up to the left, a blind green in the bowl, but up the hill. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's a great hole. It is. It's it's a great hole. Um, uh, and, what was your favorite hole out at, at Pinehurst? Uh, number eight on number four, which is maybe the same hole Jake's talking about now that I have the card up. Number uh, eight? Bunker, bunker cuts across the fairway. Yeah. Is it and, number eight or number nine? It's, it's, number it's nine. Number nine's a par five. Yeah, I think I think nine oh, no. par five we talked you're about right. earlier. You're yeah, right. I think it's, 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 I think it is. I thought that I thought the shack was at nine and yeah, ten. Yeah, I know. I got confused yeah, there too. Yeah, yeah, bunker across the fairway, second shot into the green that's kind of tucked behind the mound down to the mm -hmm. left. Um, there there were just so many times that I asked, I'm like, if I miss this green, which side do I want to miss it on? You know, like giving the best oh. opportunity to go up and down. I probably asked that on every hole. Most important question you could ask. And um, and this one he was just like. Leave it short. I think it might have been the only one he was like, just leave it short. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, very memorable for me. I like, I like hitting into blind greens. I think it adds a very uh, calm. No, I would say calm. Calm's not the right word. It's a characteristic to, to golf that could be very hard, but doesn't right. have to be. Does it like shut your brain off? Is that what you're saying? Like you yeah. just get really focused on the shot and not the target. Correct. Yeah, I know what you mean. So those Love are, it. So I mean, I probably have. I enjoyed all the par, th all the par threes at Mid Pines. I mean, can we talk about what those a for fucking a second? golf course, dude? <laughs> Holy shit! Whole, yeah, the second hole was incredible. sick. Yeah. 
All well, I mean, just those green complexes, man. Yeah, for sure. I get if I die early, just bury me there. Yep, <laughs> sprinkle me. We'll rent you. A, we'll rent you a cottage and flush you. It's fine. Yeah, love it. That's good. <laughs> um. Okay. So yeah, those are great holes. I'm glad none of us had any overlap. My, so my favorite hole outside of the Pinehurst trip was number eleven at Tobacco, which is my favorite hole. I think we played all weekend or all mm-hmm. week, which is the par five. Big dog leg right, risk reward with the big goalie sand trap. You can get there in two if you get it close to the edge. Uh, I just think it's such a unique hole that you don't see. Very, I mean, there's a lot of very unique holes out there because I think 15 or 14, the other par five after that, um, where the pin, you just can't even see the green from the fairway. Mm-hmm. I, it's just just a different golf course that you'll never play ever again in your life because the layout is just so unique. But I thought number 11 was fantastic. One of my favorite holes. I made a par there, but um, a great, great hole. Uh, at Tobacco, or at uh, Pinehurst, excuse me, I have two. So I thought, and and I was thinking to myself here, so our match was over on number two on the 17th green. They closed us out two and one. Um, the finishing hole on number two, so we didn't, we, we were supposed to move up on a couple of the tee boxes because of how wet it was to help with some of the length on the longer par fours. We, because we were done with that, we played 18 back. And I thought that from that angle, that hole with the clubhouse in the back was a a phenomenal finishing hole. And I was just thinking to myself going down, like this will be a sick hole in a couple of years when the U.S. opens here as a finishing hole with the backdrop and everything. It's just a a phenomenal golf hole, I thought. Um, And then I thought that number five, which is the number one handicap hole we talked about a minute ago, on number four, uh, was just a was an ultimate test of what a golf hole should be, and that's that that's about as close as we will get to what the pros are playing holes at. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a that's a driver, and either you're laying up or you're hitting like three wood to get to the green. Um, and, I, and to me, again, that was the same thing as Joel said to me here. He's like, Doug, you know, you didn't hit your tee shot well, but you've got like two forty in or two fifty. He's like, the pros are hitting it from a box behind you, and they're hitting it seventy yards farther than you are. And I was just like, holy shit. This yeah, is that's just insane. That's eye opening. So uh, it was just a lot of fun uh, that hole. So uh, again, so hard to pick, you know, one or two or three of your favorite holes because there was just a lot of a lot of great golf in that in that area. Um, so my next question, and thank you for your feedback, there, fellas. My next question is: Should I convince Tom to send us back to Pinehurst next year for the Ryder Cup? Ooh, yeah, like no doubt in my mind. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I I would love. Actually, I should rephrase that. Yes, I would love it, but financially, depending on what we want to do in the next right. couple of years, right. I think I think it's always got to be like destination, and then something in the middle, then destination, and something in the middle. At right. least in my opinion, but. I, I swear to God, I mean, you and I have talked about it. I could go back there every year. I, I would love to go back there every year. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Vinny, what are your thoughts? I'd go. I'd like uh, probably one more day there. And Agreed. If you had my opinion on courses, I may be biased to say that let's leave out number two. Wow. Okay. Just for the just for the price, but I, I just, see. Just to, just to benefit right. the the extra day of getting to do what we missed this year. 
Yeah, but if the weather is good, I think we just again we have to leave it almost it's, on the side table it, it's and super just say tough that it. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree. Oh, I, I agree. I think that it, for the overall package that we got, and for everybody out there, we had 24 people. We stayed for Thursday three nights. Uh, it was only thirteen hundred dollars, uh, and three hundred of that we had to put down as a deposit. So I think a lot of people paid like around a thousand dollars, eleven hundred. You know, four or five months after we put the deposit down. So very very affordable trip for the golf we played just to keep that in mind um i agree i've thought a lot about it this week and i haven't had too much time to think about very much because i've been working but um and i know we you know Bandon dunes was thrown out to possibly be our 2022 Ryder cup destination give guys a year to save which they won't save you know other than jake will be the only person that saves i will save the rest of our team will just spend all of their money tomorrow um <laughs> I, I agree, man. It was just there. I mean, there was you could go there and play like two or three of the Pinehurst courses, and then even play like mid pines in one of them, or play Pine Needles, mm-hmm. um, or play the other four or five courses we hadn't played at Pinehurst. And now, when we were there, when the weather really wasn't that great, and I still had a fucking fantastic time. If the weather was perfect, man, that would have been an all time trip. Agreed. So. It's something up for thought, and I'm gonna I'm gonna text Tom and tell him he needs to listen to this episode, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to him about it afterwards. Um, but just just curious question I had there. So my last question I have here before we wrap it up is: We've all been to a lot of golf courses around the world. We've all been on a lot of trips. Is this a your favorite golf trip you've ever taken in your entire life? Uh, Vinny, we'll start with you. I'd say yes. I think this was the best quality of golf that you could have played in a confined area that we've ever witnessed. For sure. Okay. Jakey? Um, as, a, as a trip, hands down, the best I've ever been on. Yes. And I mean, I've played a couple of different places. Uh, I've done the resort thing a little bit. I've done like drive around and see a bunch of courses in the area kind of thing a little bit. And like to me, I, I, I honest to God, I kind of knew it as soon as we got to mid pines. I was like, this is a different beast. Like the, the golf courses that are here, um, the options that are here for us, the vibe around it. Like we were on the putting green on Sunday, like wait, cause our tea times were a little bit delayed, like waiting to go off and a local, like a local member saw me putting. I don't even know why he came up to me and he just was like, like, where are you going? Where are you playing today? I said, number four, he goes, have you enjoyed your time here? I'm like, yeah, it's been amazing. It's been so great. And he was just like, good i'm glad like we are so happy to have you guys here and to have like golfers here who who like appreciate what we have it's just like this is our gift and i'm yeah. like who the fuck is saying this like this is i felt even better about it like it was it was awesome it, it really could not have been any more my like vibe or my speed and i think if we weren't there for competition i said this to vincent one night i'm glad we were there for competition because i love competing and competition's fun feeling nervous is fun but like if I was just there on vacation, like even if I took my wife and she went to the spa and the pool, the vibe is just like so right. chill. The the golf is so good, and it just I don't know. It's it's awesome. It's really great. Hundred percent agree. Yeah, I, I I've been again another something I've been thinking about. I mean, I've been trying to like recap every day and in, in my tr- in my head. I think for overall golf experience, it's by far the best golf trip I've ever been on in my life. I think the second closest is when i've been to cabo with my parents twice there's some great golf courses there 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I, that's why I asked the question of should we go back next year because I thought it was just that good where that question should be raised um, again. So if it's not next year, we'll definitely be back there in the future. And the next, I have written down, we're going back in the next five years, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Gentleman's Cup, but I'm hoping to go back a couple times just with either you guys or some other people and play some golf. Because again, you're right. When everything's open, there's a pool, spa, there's shopping, bunch of other stuff there for the for the ladies, um, and so just a lot of things to do, as well as you know the short course for them or the putting green. Like they even they would enjoy that as well. So for sure, um, it, it just an incredible trip overall. Um, I do actually have one one additional question. What was your favorite buy in the pro shop? Ooh, I'll I'll start and then you. Guys okay. Can go. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> um, so I actually got a, and I didn't think this would be my uh, favorite uh, gift that I bought for myself. Uh, I snagged a Pinehurst number four towel on the way out as I saw it. <laughs> like I was I, I was just like oh I'll get a towel and I just saw like the Pinehurst logo. And as I checked out, I noticed it had the circle four on it. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. And it was very, very cheap and expensive. And just one of the, my favorite things that I bought there. I bought a lot of other stuff, but um, great, great little gift for myself. Vinny, what uh, what'd you, What was your favorite thing? I left with three things. Well, I left with three things. What did I buy? I bought, a, I bought a shirt. I bought a polo. Very typical. I bought a t-shirt, which is kind of becoming one of my favorite things to grab from golf courses. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as they have good logos <laughs> and right. uh and i left with some fridge magnets that was a number two fridge magnet a number four fridge magnet the cradle and the, i think the other one is just the the carolina inn and pinehurst resort logo um which i think are badass they look really cool on the fridge really cool like novelty set to bring home um and it encapsulated like three of my favorite things so right uh, number four, I thought the cradle was fucking amazing. Yeah, number two was still amazing. It it just it it weighed on me a little differently, not the same way number four did. Right. Jackie, what was your favorite buy? This is tough because I feel like I keep worshiping the altar of mid pines. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I said to Vince, Vin, I, I'm sure he remembers this. We're in the we're in the mid pines pro shop after just getting like absolutely dumped on the last five holes there. I just coughed up an incredible round because I think I was like four over going into those last five. And I said to Vince, I was like, this place has might have the most incredible logo I've ever seen. Um, and I bought this green and white Imperial bucket that I've looked at three times already. And I'm like, no, it's too hot. Like you can't wear so this good. off today. You don't want to sweat in that hat. Like you can't ruin that hat. Don't do that. Um, so that is my, that is my number one purchase um, overall. But I also snagged, and I wore it today, um, a Tobacco Road tee. That it might be the most comfortable tee in my t-shirt collection. I put on today, and I was like, wow, this is life-changing. Is the wheel, did you get the wheelbarrow like Vinny did, or is it different? No, I, got, no I didn't get the plow. I got the one that has the uh, shield on it, and it's the the tee shot on 18. It ha- you see like the sand oh, that's cool. That's super yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm wearing that's mine cool. right now. Hey, there you go. So yeah, I like Vinny's shirt a lot. I said that to him earlier. Okay, guys. Well, uh, overall, fantastic trip. If you could um, change one thing about the Gentleman's Cup, the Gentleman's Cup itself, not the golf courses, nothing else, mm-hmm. what would you change going forward? 
Benny, we'll start with you. I think, uh, I think, oh God, this is tough. I have two things. I think that handicapping should just only be done by gin. Like everybody turns in their gin to everybody and there's just no, there's no arguments about it. Everybody just kind of goes off of it. Just like, just like a normal event would. Nobody knows anything about anybody else. Right. And uh, my second thing would probably be uh, going towards blind draw for some of the for some of the matches. Oh, okay, Jakey, Tom, buddy, <laughs> accept the blind draw. It's time for the blind draw. Like it just ha- to me, it just has to happen. We don't have to massage the who's playing who thing. As much as I loved playing like two rounds with you, Doug, if like that didn't work out, then that didn't work out. Like, right. and I want to see, I want to see my friends, obviously, but like you see people, you see them all the time. So for me, that's the big thing. Blind draw. Like, if I go up against a scratch guy and he kicks the shit out of me, then that's fine. And if I play against a twenty-four and he shoots eighty-five, that's also fine. So right. I just want to know that it was random. Right. I I completely agree. So. Uh, I guess I didn't tell you guys because you weren't in the car with us on the way back. So Tom has conceded for next year that for singles only, okay. singles we're going to do a blind draw, which I'm okay with. I, I think I would like to actually do Saturday and Sunday's rounds blind draw and let you on Friday put people out together that you want. Because there are some people that like Zach and Bird, they always want to play at least one round together. I always want it when you're there, Jake, I want to put you and Ben together for one round in the right. event. Uh, and obviously, you don't guarantee yourself that if you do the blind draw. So I, I would like to do Saturday and Sunday's rounds, which is three rounds blind. Uh, we've gotten Tom to concede on Sunday for now, which I think will still be a lot of fun. And and obviously, will be a lot more strategy than we have right now uh, as to who do we put out early, who do we put out late, depending on how we're doing. So that'll be interesting. Hopefully, at some point, we can get him to concede on Saturday as well. I, so my argument with the handicaps is I've actually gone back and forth on this. I actually, I agree with Tom. I whether he there his teammates massage their handicaps or not, that is on us because we don't track them like Vinny said. Some of those guys though, they don't play in any enough rounds to have a gin handicap or to pay for it every year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very very hard, I think, for them, like JB and those guys who play four rounds a year, um, and they probably do shoot in the nineties pretty much every round. And then, you know, they shoot 85 or 86 with 18 shots on number two. I think it's extremely tough. There's a very fine line there, which I, 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 the way we're doing it right now, does it need to be changed? Yes. I completely agree with that. But I think that it's a very tough job for both myself and Tom. Um, I think that if people do have their handicaps down on a gin, like Zach, you have to accept it. There's no more any of this back and forth. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm also not going to be going back and forth. Like we had this year, we had an argument on, Friday night for Saturday's pairings as to, oh, I thought Richard and Jamie should be playing against these guys because that's who they said, even though Tom misunderstood, but he had made his pairings for that. Like, there's no more of that. I don't give a shit who you're playing. Um, if I want to put them out with, with this guy, I'm putting them out with that guy. So that'll, that'll be like that next year. But um, overall, fantastic experience. Great time. All-time trip. Golf course is amazing. Gentlemen's Cup was amazing. Hats off to Tom's team. Congrats to them. Yeah, uh, we're actually doing a <clears throat> trophy presentation at Tom's house this Saturday night. Wow. Uh, we'll be handing them the trophy. He and Patty will be drinking out of it on live FaceTime with their team. Maybe we'll try to get a video of it. 
or the we gram. And then uh, they're going to send it off to their guys in Alabama and they're going to take videos of themselves drinking it as they pass around and then giving it back to Tom, which I think is a really cool thing. Um, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll figure out what we're doing next year. We have a lot to talk about, a lot of things to research. And uh, it's just going to be exciting. We appreciate everybody for uh, watching all of our videos. We gained uh, a pretty good following while we were in uh, Pinehurst area. We really appreciate that. Myself, Jake, and Vince, you guys have no idea how much we appreciate that. So thank you for all of the support. Um, thank you, Tobacco Road, for reposting our post yesterday. For sure. Uh, if you're not already, please follow us on Instagram at the Breakfast Ball Pod, all one word. Uh, we're going to try to get those videos out as soon as possible and cut up from uh, from this past week's trip. And on our Instagram, we'll save those as well so you can go back and watch them. Uh, please leave us a five-star rating or whatever rating you think to get our algorithm up so we can move up in the ratings. And uh, make sure you send this off to your friends if you think it's a good podcast. With that, uh, Gentleman's Cup 2020 edition is over. Uh, looking forward to 2021 now. Vinny, please take us home. All right, ballers. I am not going to be hitting a breakfast ball this week because I am completely <laughs> gassed. But <laughs> if you're out there playing and things just don't go right on the first tee, don't don't be afraid to reload. Hit that breakfast ball. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.